When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we were talking, and um, I do you know, want to just say one thing. I forgot. I went. I, I lost my train of thought, but it's important. Right. It's about my wife. So, news videos out uh, called Round Hair, shoot it in the neighborhood, all of that. Mm-hmm. Shot the video in Orlando. You know, video girls, the whole nine. And uh, I show my wife the video. I'm really proud of it. Really, really proud of it. And she's like. I said, what? And my son walks over. He says, Dad, you always talk about how mom's your queen and how this and that. And, yo, you know, my girl ain't my girl no more now. She got a ring. But you in the backseat of the car with some girl handing her a bottle of water. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not. And she's like, you know, he's right, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You're feeling some type of way? I, I had no women around me. Right. I had no women touching me. It was actually a part of the video to them. The girls all knew. She's like, yeah. And you were handing her water. And she's like, but she's like, and she's real young. And I'm like, hon, I don't think anybody's reading into it that heavy. Yeah. Like, but... That's why the company is what the company is for MC. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to kind of get my train of thought done. But that's kind of like how we also operate as a company. Like everyone has input. Like everybody does different things, but everybody has input. But my wife has the ultimate say. And this is something else. I don't own the company. My wife mm. does. Everything's mm. in her name. Everything's in her name. Everything. Mm. Everything. Mm. I don't even trust myself around money. Well, here's a, here's a question. Um, you guys are married. 33 years. Under the Jewish faith. 33 years. Um, is there paperwork? Is there... Yeah, so there's a contract called the Ketubah. The Ketubah is a, a literally a marriage contract. Right. It's written under Jewish faith. It's signed by a rabbi and a witness. Right. That says there are certain uh, laws that you have to abide by under the Jewish faith to be married. Right. And you sign this ketubah, and that's that's what it is. And then you have you know a ceremony. Right, but, so. it, but it's not it's not a it's not recognized by the government, right? No, of course it is. You have a marriage license. Oh, you do. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, right. I still went and got a marriage license. When we were married in the state of New York, mm-hmm. so yeah, you go to get a marriage license. But there's two licenses. So you're married under the state of New York and the laws that govern the state of New York, divorce and separation and all that. But you're also married under Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. So under Jewish faith, 
you know, you have to what called get a get, G-E-T, which means you have to sit in front of a council of rabbis and they have to determine that this marriage just will not work. It will never work ever again. Yeah, very finite definition. Right. But they're like, but if you can work it out, you should try to work it out. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with you, Michael? Very high pitched very high pitched rabbis with very Michael, you're acting a little crazy. So, yeah. so you know, so but you know, again, the one thing I gotta say about my, my wife is that highs and lows, good and bad, she never left. You know, um, and I certainly more than on one occasion try to get out of there kicking and screaming. Yeah. And she's like, get your ass over here. But as a black woman, she's recognized. Black, oh, yeah. half black, half Spanish. Yeah. She's what does that have to have anything to do with Jewish faith? Yeah. Has none to, skin color has nothing to do with religion. Right. If you convert and that's what you want, that's what you want. It has nothing to do with skin And she converted. Color. Twice. Twice. She converted she to reformed and then... When she found out our Jews wouldn't be recognized, our Jews, kids, <laughs> our kids wouldn't be recognized as Jews in Israel, she converted again to conservative. So, yep. so have you have you been following the current events? Of course. How do you feel about uh, the the statements that Kanye made? I think that if Kanye is truly a man who follows his beliefs, uh, what I know, and again, I'm not. Uh, a practicing Catholic or Christian. Mm -hmm. But what I do know about Jesus was A, he was a Jew, and B, he believed in judging not the unjudged, for he shall be judged. And he believed that there is a prophecy to love all and serve all under the eyes of Jesus and under the eyes of you know, his right. father. So I hope, my hope for Kanye is that he gets some quiet and can reflect on what the religion and what the edicts of the religion are supposed to teach. Right. Wow. You know, he, he actually posted today that he's, <clears throat> he's going on a hiatus. That's a good yeah, idea. I think, I think yeah. that's a good idea. It's a great idea. I think, I think it's a good idea. I'll Go to Wyoming, just fall yeah. back. I'll believe it when I see it. Believe it when no, I see it. it. Well, in the, in, the, in the last word of his post, he said, my Twitter's still lit, though. I, so. I rest my case. <laughs> so. Hiatus from what? Like, the two sides of Kanye right there. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take a hiatus from wearing Balenciaga. Like, I, I, I believe him when I see it. Um, we'll see. I, I thought, I thought, I, how did I end up back in this spot? I thought he should have chilled when his mom passed. I would have really, I, if he was my man, if he was my guy, I'd have been like, bro, your mom just passed. Sit down for a second. So you gotta understand, some people, the way they, they don't, they don't give themselves that grieving time. Mm -hmm. Some people work through. Yep. And we see you what know? that we see we see where that's got. You know, it right. works for some people. Right. I, when, when my, you know, I, yeah. You know, right. it's it's about you know we're talking about the Jewish faith, right? Right. When my mother died, you know, there's there's certain ways that you mourn. Mm -hmm. So. One of the things that I love about my religion is there's a my concept, you know, thank yes. you. That's a long time ago. Absolutely. But I appreciate it. No. Um, there's a concept called neshama. And neshama is that you say Kaddish for the dead every day. As, that's your responsibility as, as the son. And that you never, for the first year, no matter what they were or who they were or how they, you don't say one bad thing about them. 
Because the more you do that, the more their soul rises. So your whole objective to honor the people that you love is to say Kaddish, which is the prayer for the dead, mm-hmm. and to never spec that the first year and let their, their, their neshama, let them rise. I can honestly say that my mom was the greatest narcissist I've ever met in my life. Mm. She had tremendous faults. But I didn't speak one bad word about my mama, mm-hmm. no matter what she did. So when my father died, uh, April 11, 2021, was my mm-hmm. job to raise his neshama, to raise his spirit, to get it as high as possible. I saw my father a month before he died. And uh, he was in great spirits. He was chilling, laughing, you know, having a good time. And the day before I left him, we were holding hands and where he was staying, there was a, a view of the uh, Rockies. And we're just looking at the Rockies and I'm, you know, unfortunately I'm watching the clock because I got to go and I'm trying to spend every minute because I knew I would not see him alive again. And I said, you know, Dad, if you could have one thing, you know, just one thing. Well, I asked him two questions. I said, but I'll, I'll go to this one first. I said, Dad, if, if you could have one thing, what would you want? He said, I want one more day with your mom. And I turned to him and I said, what the fuck am I, chopped liver? You don't want to fucking hang out with me? Fuck this wall with you. And then he starts laughing and he says, stop, you can't make me laugh that hard. Please stop. Like, right. you know, it hurt him. Right. But then, um, and then uh, I said to him, uh, I said to the other, I said, how fast did it go? Because he was 91. Uh, oof. Mm. And he said, Michael, I was six years old that year ago. He said, literally, he said, Michael, I was six years old a blink ago. Mm. He goes, it goes, he goes, do not waste a moment. He goes, because it goes. Just like that. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he, you know, he was, he's, he was a funny dude. Like, he was a funny dude. Like, you know, and I think we can get to a place in our lives and our relationship with our parents, whether, you, you know, you're single mother household, single father household, two parents, whatever. You know, you start to realize that they're human beings, right? right? Like, they have faults just like all of us, right? Um, but what I found in my parents' passing, besides, like, making this record around here mm-hmm. on the anniversary of my father's death, is I see his faults. And I see how they affected me as a man, Mm -hmm. but also how they affected me as a child, right? Right. And a lot of the things that I contribute to my addiction is because I did not deal with the pain and the trauma that I dealt with as a child. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And it took a lot of work in my recovery to peel back that onion and realize that I was really. Besides numbing the pain, I was protecting a very small, frail five-year-old Michael who had sat in that corner, knees, and, you know, and I had to tell him, you're Michael, it's okay, I got you. Like, you ain't got to be afraid no more, I got you, you know? And because of my recovery, it helped me get through that. 
And the podcast that we do on that, Breaking Anonymity, that's the beautiful part of that podcast because we get to talk to Royce the 5'9 about yeah. how M saved him. We talk to King Crooked about how he got clean, Havoc and how he got clean. Like, And it's amazing. There's so much similarity about the act of recovery and the process, you know, and we're working on season two now and talk to a lot of amazing people about their story. But the thing that has always kind of propelled me through this journey, um, especially with my parents dying, was like recognizing their humanity. Because I didn't for a long time. Mm-hmm. You pedestal. You pedestalize yeah. the, your parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I'm able now, after I've done what I had to do as a dutiful son and, and bury them and say Kaddish and do the things I have to do as a Jew and let their neshama rise, that I'm able to like say, okay, not perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Not not awesome. It's okay. All right. Mm. D. D. Well, shit. Kind of, kind of trying to figure out where, where we're yeah, going. Yeah, like, no, I just felt yeah, like I felt, a, I feel, yeah, I feel I like, like a thoughtful moment. Right yeah, now. like you did. <laughs> you know, that was this is one of those. Hey, do we just let that go? Mic drop. Want to wrap up right there? <laughs> like, no, absolutely. Well, what do you have? Not. What do you have coming? What do you have <laughs> coming? I do have things to do. Um, all right, so you come from that era that you kicked out a lot of names earlier that was very important that we breezed over because maybe people don't know those things. You named reputable gangsters that's from New York and you claim that these guys, you know, pretty much held you down and protected you. Right. This is a very, very important because during the time of rap that you came up in, that you were rapping, the rappers wasn't getting killed. They wasn't targets. It's actually the gangsters protected all the rappers, just not you. Those same guys you mentioned, they protected all the rappers. If right. you was rapping, you had a talent, you came up on the block, they didn't allow you on the block, they didn't allow you around. They protected rappers and they funded them to go in their career. Mm-hmm. So what I want to ask you is, what do you think happened? How did we get here, here. where yeah, we're that's at a good right question. Now. I'd love to know what you think. About how we got here? Yeah. Oh, I got that. Go ahead. But we well, I know you got it. You're from, you're from Queens, so you always have an answer. I want to ask him. Uh, <laughs> the, some of the gangsters had talent, too. And from there, we became even... I think there, there was a shift where, like, the balance of conscious rap and... You know, what we looked at as a, a street rap or whatever, gangster rap, whatever you want to label it. Mm. It was always people telling their story, but there was a balance. We had NWA, we had Tribe. At some point, we stopped having Tribe, and NWA just became everywhere. You yeah, know yeah. Saying? You know, it's funny. I was just talking to a, a homeboy of mine about that story because, you know, I, I think that. The golden era for me is, you know, 1985 to 88, right? Mm-hmm. 89, just there. But from 1989 to 1992 is literally the time that hip-hop forgot, right? Mm-hmm. Because from 1989 to 1992, as much as N.W.A. was powerful in it, you had X-Clan, you had Third Base, you had Nice and Smooth, you had Big Daddy Kane, you had G-Rap. You had Mellow Man Ace, you had Two Live Crew, King you had MC Shad D, you had, you had Public Enemy, you had King Black King Sheep, King you had Tri- 
Tribe Called Quest, you had KMD, you had BDP. Queen Latifah, you had BDP, Jungle you had Jungle KRS, KMD. you had Jungle Brothers, you had all of that. Right. All of that great music is the lowest streaming numbers of all music, mm. no matter what genre, on every platform. Because 1992, 93, what happened? Wu-Tang, Nas, Nas Biggie. Biggie, right? Mm-hmm. right? Then you got NWA, Spice One, UGK, mm-hmm. Snoop. We are the time that hip-hop forgot. There's this period where it wasn't conscious anymore, and it was this pivot where the streets dictated Cypress Hill, the hooligans, Gangsta. Mm-hmm. Honest. Well, we said big already, but, but nah, but you know, but you know, and even MC Light, the last big record she had was what? Rough Neck. 92. Yeah. It's this time, this period that hip hop forgot. There's no space for it. There's no space for it in the annals of the culture. Because even 92 to 96, you had a flow, but then 96, what happened? Locks. Right? A mm. new Nas approach. Missy CNN. comes out. Aaliyah, CNN, then Nori, Jay-Z. Cameron. Right? DMX. Cameron. What? Right? DMX. Juvenile. Hot Boys. Right? Right? All of a sudden that changes. Now you got a whole other pivot, right? Mm-hmm. But what happened was the artist during that time could vacillate into that music seamlessly because it all felt the same. Right. And you had a handful of writers that were doing all the same music. Right? You had... You had Trackmasters that were working with everybody. You had Pharrell and them working with everybody. You had Missy working with everybody. Exactly. You had, right? So it's all of this seamless integration. You have the locks working with Diddy and the Hitmen. That's all. And my, so it all kind of flowed. Right? And then you go into the 2000s. What happened in the 2000s? Ludacris. Nelly. Nelly. Ja Rule. 50 Cent. Right? So now all of that is all Fat Joe. It's all flowing seamlessly because the music is constant. It's the same producers. Jermaine Dupree. It's the same flow. So we were stuck. We were stuck with the producers that we were with. We were stuck with the writers that we were with. We were stuck with where we were in our zone. And we got left behind. Nothing wrong with that. Because for me, what I recognized is it's not the strong who survives, it's the flexible. So I said, and by the way, I was saying it in my list, I'm not going to be one of these old-ass rappers at 25 still rhyming. At 25 Uh, still rhyming. uh, I'm going to be an executive producer. I'm going to go find, so who did I sign? I signed OC, because Fudge Pudge was a monster. Shout out to Mush. Shout out to Faro. Happy belated, King. Yes, happy belated indeed. Went and found them. Yo, where's Omar? Where's Omar Cradle? I need to sign OC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then Nas comes into my life, you know, because walks into my studio and says, you know, he's feeling funny about a deal and he needs my help. So for me, it was always about that flexibility. Like I wasn't going to be an old ass. And even when I did nonfiction, you know, and, and put nonfiction together, I felt whack. Like, Ill Bill was crazy. Gore-Tex Medina was crazy. Sabak Red was crazy. Necro was crazy. Then we had DV Alias Christ. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? (laughs) I'm 27. My old ass should be in bed. Wow. You felt like that? Oh, felt like that. 27. When did you snap out of it? 
That's a really good question. I think um, right after Curious George. Curious huh. George called me and said, yo, I want to do a record with you called Benetton with Doom. Hmm. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I just come off the White Rapper show. I just come off Miss Rap Supreme. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So I did I did that record with Doom and, and George. But I was still I still write every day. I yeah. still got boss. I still want to battle you. I still got boss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but <laughs> okay. We can go watch for watch, bro. We can go watch for watch. You said, watch for watch. Search search literally watched you do this and went. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, I gave you the you, look. You heard her legends only, right? Yeah. I'm sorry? You heard her legends only? Of course. I'm very well aware of what you did to people. Okay. Very cool. well aware. <laughs> very well aware. And yet. Yeah. And yet. Yeah. And yet. It's okay. Yo, real quick. I, I think want I th- all the smoke. Yes. I, I, think, I think something that, peop- that we're not discussing as far as what was forgotten as far as your era yeah. of hip hop is government and record labels. Right, so with government mm-hmm. le- record labels, they noticed that there was a shift taking place as far as the gangster music. Mm-hmm. And that That's gangster right. music Dolores overlapped Tucker, right? all oh. of the conscious music. Right. Right. Because Calvin the shift butts. was like right then right. and there. Right. Like it Calvin just, I'm in it, school it was, one, more, it was more promoted. And yeah. you know what's really funny? Is that during that time <laughs> that that was happening, um, what's the brother's name that worked for Russell? Uh, Reverend. Um, not Calvin Butts. Um, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Nah, but he wound up going <laughs> to work for Russell at Rush. Anyway, and he was one of the biggest people um, that was against like what we were putting out on Sony and, and Def Jam. Anyway, but mm-hmm. what we were talking about, like the flow of it. So like for me, it was just about being flexible. And I just wanted to, you know, be like water. I just wanted to rise and flow and... You know, one of the things I recognized early is don't let the highs get you too high and don't let the lows get you too low and just try to maintain. Right. You know, and, and we talked about that tunnel vision, you know, about, you know, if you stop moving, you know, you start to think. That's a horrible place. And one of the things I also learned about being an addict is isolation. Mm-hmm. Your whole atmosphere becomes left to right ear and you can't see clear. Like that became my greatest fear. Well, that's a dope rhyme, right? That's a ball. Well, that bro. was bars. That's mm-hmm. what I just dropped. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so anyway, so I was literally like thinking about like, okay, so what's this? Like, what's this swim? So radio became my swim, right? And you can ask anybody in Detroit. I killed radio. Like that no fly zone shit, that happened on my show. Right. That happened on my show. And I'm going to tell the truth. Shout out to Trick Trick. Yeah, that's my dude. Goon Shout Squad. What up? Diesel. What up, Diesel? Anyway, so here's, the tr- here's what happened. Trick Trick w- did a record called Welcome to Detroit City with that. Eminem, yeah. right? That was his, Welcome to Detroit City, right? Mm-hmm. Banger. I go to LA. I go to visit Power 106. Shout out to my man E-Man. Shout out to all my people. And I, I love you, E, but you started this shit and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. I go and I, I'm looking at the playlist. And Welcome to Detroit City is number two on Power 106, the Hot 97 of, of, of L.A., number two. They're rotating the record 57 times a week. Wow. Every 43 minutes. And I'm in the car. I'm on my way to Roscoe's. And I hear the record. And it's M's verse. 
Because M started the record and then it's Trick Trick. Right. And then it's M's verse again. And that's oh, it. Oh, disrespectful. Mm. So I said, oh, wait, wait, you know what? Maybe it's because it's the morning or the afternoon. Okay. Trick got a little greasy, whatever. Mm-hmm. No. They rotated that record. We Welcome to Detroit inverse. City was two Eminem verses. So I came home. And Royce, 5'9", and Trick come to visit me. And I said, congratulations on the success of your record. But do you know no. what's going on out there in these streets outside of this city? Mm-hmm. And I explained to him that I polled radio stations. And all they're playing is Eminem's verse twice. Mm, wow. And Trick spazzed out and said, this day forward, it is Detroit is a no-fly zone. I was doing Searchlight Saturdays at the Radio 1 station. And he said, it's a no-fly zone. And he meant that shit. shit. Yeah. And the first person to touch down that week, Rick Ross. Oh, mm. man. Wow. That's what that, that whole thing with locking the And the, the second guy to, to touch down, Youngberg. God damn it. <laughs> and I heard him tell that story here. Mm-hmm. And... What I remember about that was it was because I was in the hotel watching him walk in. Right. They mopped him up bad. And I felt terrible for that kid. Cause it it just it was terrible. Mm-hmm. But what I also remember, and it's terrible, and I want to be really clear, and I know he changed his name and he's had a tremendous career. Shout out to him. Right. He does not deserve what he got. Mm. Trick and Diesel then got on whatever the internet was at that time. I think it was MySpace. With the chain. World Star? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I don't think it was World Star. I think it was MySpace. 07, 06? Yeah, I think it was 08. 08. MySpace. So it's MySpace. They took the piece to a jeweler. And the stones were Fugazi. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Then there was another scenario with the locks and that got ugly and then there was another scenario and super mario called me and was like yo is this kid for real and i'm like he's very for real (laughs) like you know so and again you know you were talking about real gangsters and having my back trick never let anything bad happen to me ever him joe cole may rest in peace Mm -hmm. um even from mylan i went to visit my people at BMF at Milan, rest, you know, like there's some connection. I don't know what it is, but I don't carry myself a certain way. I don't pretend to be something I'm not. I don't front like I'm something I'm not. Like I just feel like guys want to do the right thing by me. Do you think that the guys rapping like what you just said is perfect. So is that the solution for all the rappers? Oh, because definitely do not. You think, so do you think that them rapping about crime and rapping like they're gangsters, you don't think that that has an effect on why people come for them? I think what he said was really succinct. I think he said that the gangsters became rappers themselves, right? right? Mm-hmm. But now, I think but for the, now, the solution I think, let, now. Look, let's, let's look. Let's take, let's take the takeoff situation. And, and shout out to Coach and shout out to P 
and the whole mm-hmm. QC family, my can I call both of y'all my sincere condolences. I never met Quavo. I never met Offset. Uh, That's not accurate. I'm sorry. I met him quickly at some store in the city with my wife. Mm -hmm. And he was lovely. Offset was a good dude. Um, The one that J. Cole talks about all the time. I forget the name of it. But um, anyway, long story short. If you watch the video, which should never have been released, and I totally agree with Gilly, and shout out to Gilly as well. I love your show. They're arguing over baseball. Hmm. The man was shot and killed because Quavo and this dude were arguing about baseball. It was not legible to me. Baseball or basketball? Basketball. Basketball. Oh, is it basketball? I'm sorry, basketball. Basketball. It was not legible to me what the argument was about, but whatever it was, it was not necessary to pull ratchets and start shooting. The bigger question for me, brother, is when did the value of life become so depreciated to the point where we don't care anymore who's hurt, Ooh, who's, vi- who's violated? Yes, I please. The, I got the answer. Please. Social media. Mm. I don't know if that's accurate. Well, we started that's allowing the artists to write Let me, let me, let me break it down why. Please. Because I, I need to understand this. Um, why it's social media? You get desensitized after a while. I'm seeing it consistently. Scrolling. But wasn't and you're seeing murders? Yeah, but wasn't murders, murder happening murders. before? No, but we didn't no, see no, it this no, no, much. No, but but you seen it on the news. It. You're not seeing. Not it. We didn't see it every day, every five Yo, minutes. Yo, people use videos of murders to promote their records. Mm-hmm. They put their music behind the video, mm-hmm. and you're watching murders. Mm-hmm. And this was like a successful uh, um, campaign. Campaign. Mm-hmm. To, to push promote, your record. To promote music. Mm. So as you scroll, mm-hmm. like every day I get up, I'm probably going to see like three, four murders mm. on a scroll. But the murders are happening regardless of the music. Remember yeah, no, we, they are. Remember when we were there out wasn't this But when you talk about the desensitized, desensitization, mm-hmm. think about the 12-year-old whose mother got him a phone and what he's seeing. Yeah. And so, you couple that with the content. Of yeah. the music. So and you couple that with the pills. Yeah, and that that mm. to me is it it's so mm. it's amazing to me the level the the level of addiction and lack of support even in the city, even five blocks away. Attend. But but it it you know the fentanyl it to me the greatest thing that this government has done, and this is a big thing for me to say, is they named fentanyl um a weapon of mass destruction. Mm. That's how significant that drug has become. Mm-hmm. That they literally, technically, called it a, a weapon of mass, yes. a WMD. Yeah. Fentanyl is a WMD. And that's mm. how it's. So it can't be produced anymore, right? But I want to. I just again, I want to double back to the desensitization. My first week that I was in Jersey, I met with uh, Councilman Kelly. Do it all from Laws of the Underground, who's now a councilman. Right. And we're celebrating, we go out to dinner, and he gets a call that there's a murder in his West Ward. There's a murder in West Ward. The yeah. West Ward in, in Newark. Right. Which he is 
the councilman of. That's his, that's his ward. 16-year-old shot and killed. We find out through that what had happened was that this 16-year-old was going into a bodega. And the mother was coming out. And he bumped into the mother. He wasn't paying attention. And the mother said something to the effect of, what, you don't know how to say excuse me? Mm -hmm. You don't have manners? And the kid, again, this is all alleged. I wasn't there. But the kid said something to the effect, this is the one thing I know that happened. Said something to the effect of, fuck you, bitch, and smacked her. What? Right? So she's 36 years old. And she's the adult in the situation. Right? So what does she do? Again, from reports, she goes home and tells her 22-year-old son who's affiliated with the largest gang what happened. Mm. And the kid goes out and mops down the whole block and kills seven people. Mm. And the retaliation of the people that were alive is they went into this kid's house and killed the whole family. And this happened within a 48-hour period of this man's first week at the job. Mm. So what I'm saying, rewind, rewind, rewind. Right. And let's have this discussion as grown men in this room and, and women. Right. You're 38 years old. You're supposed to be the adult in the situation. Whatever you said, damn, you don't know how to say excuse me. Mm -hmm. If the kid puts his hand on you and says, fuck you, bitch, and smacks you, What's her responsibility in this? Call the police. Okay. Maybe that is the responsibility. Maybe that's his responsibility. No, no, no. Maybe smack him back is maybe the responsibility. No, 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 no. You call the cops. So maybe that maybe that's the responsibility, right? As a civilian, right? You've been assaulted. You call the cops. You call the police. His face is on video. They're gonna he's right. Call the cops. Does that that doesn't happen. Right. And why doesn't it happen? Or, the question I'm going to ask you, does it initiate retaliation? If you call the cops? Yes. Probably. Right. So do we avoid the same thing happening? Calling Possibly. To a lesser degree, right? Possibly. Maybe there's more scuffle, right? The mayor, Mayor Ross Baraka, has a Sunday service, has a Sunday meeting for men only. Women can come, but it's men only. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the first Sunday of every month in Newark. And I want to say this honestly and openly to anyone who's watching this outside of the tri-state. I have never seen a greater mayor in my life. Mm. This man dropped jewels. You think I dropped jewels? In a 45-minute speech, he spoke Islam, Torah, 5%. Drop knowledge, wisdom on the 23rd. Mm, mm, Feel me? Mm, and then said about the incident, I gave up childish things because I stopped being a child. Because I walk like a man. And he said, and when you come to me in these streets with your pants hanging off your ass like, yo, give me a job, dog. Don't be surprised when I don't turn around and answer you because you're not speaking to me as a man. 
you are speaking to me as a child. And I said, oh, I, I had to let it go. Mm-hmm. Had to let it go. And he addressed that situation in an anonymity, an anonymous way that was so palpable, so powerful mm-hmm. that it had you do nothing but think about that. And then he pivoted from there to say, my responsibility to this city is not to raise men from being boys. My responsibility is how to make this city great and then went into engineering and how he was disappointed at the fact that when there was a rehabilitation program in his city, he left $5 million on the table because there were not enough black and brown and white and purple engineers in his city. And he couldn't get that money. So he started an initiation from Essex Community College down to Shabazz School of Teaching Engineering. Mm. I went, I went wow. to Shabazz. Mm. So I asked that question to pose the question, when does it become our responsibility as adults to not scroll past the video? When does it become our responsibility to not be desensitized it's always been our responsibility. It's, it's always been our responsibility, but the, I think the greater responsibility lies with the parents. Beautiful. The, the end-all, the end be-all to all of these issues are the parents. Right, so of course, we, but, but how what, many mature parents do we have? Exactly. What did we just get finished saying about parents? They're yeah, how many mature parents? This conversation will go on all no, no, night, no, but I'm just saying, no, no, no. Oh, what are people seeing? What is the representation Ideology. of those people? And how are they looked at? How are they viewed? Yeah. What, what is put in front of you as this is success and what is put in front of you as you are a sellout? It's, it's a whole, there's a whole so rabbit hole that's endless. Yeah, but how do we, we fill it? Yeah, but we got to fill it. Like you were talking about, like we didn't have a lot of deaths. Scholar Rock died on my watch, right? I was there in, in, in the I was hospital. There in the hospital. I heard that story. When KRS walked out, when Miss Melody, may she rest in peace, said, we got to move on, we got to move on. There was tears in everybody's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't speak to D-Nice for almost two decades because I blamed him for, for Scott's death. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know about You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Really? But, yeah. Yeah, because what had happened was Scott went to defuse the situation based on a chick that D-Nice was talking to, even though he had stopped talking to her. And these dudes ran up on him. He asked for support. And Scott went up to the apartment and talked to the dudes and said, look, my man ain't talking to your girl. He ain't seen her in a year. He was with Big Daryl, Scotty Morris, and D. Right? We good? We good. Everybody cool? Everybody's cool. No beef? No beef. They get in the car and they start to shoot her from the window. Cowards. Cowards. They pull off. Everybody okay? Scott slumped over. Caught one in the back of the neck. Brain dead, right? What do we do as a community? What do we do? Did a song called Self Destruction. Mm-hmm. And at the Madison Square Garden show on Friday, there was a 40 foot banner with Scott. Mm-hmm. And no one else died. But the mm. way I heard that story, mm. you were one of the guys who wanted to go back over there and get him. Absolutely. You didn't want to let it rest. Absolutely. And KRS said, let it go. I've heard that story a dozen times and in Chris, every version. You're the guy who's saying, let's go back over there now. Yep. Let's go mop them kids up. Yep. I can speak whatever I want to speak as long as I don't act on it. 
And a wise man has many wise advisors around him. Mm-hmm. And Scott and Big Daryl were like, let it go. How long did it take you for you to let it go? It took, it took a long time. I would visit Scott's grave every five years with Chris Lighty. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it took a long time. I mean, Scott was, he was my mentor. He was my friend. He was, I honestly believe he would have been Diddy times 10. Hmm. I think he had the acumen, the business acumen. He had the smarts. He it just, there was something about him. The way he carried himself, the way he approached people. He was approachable. Mm-hmm. Like, even with this whole Boogie Down Productions, MC Shan shit, it wasn't until decades later that I saw pictures of them all hanging out together laughing at the quarter. Mm-hmm. I thought that shit was real. <laughs> I thought they were, it, it was just music. How did you piece it up with D-Nice? D came to see me. He was doing a thing called Hip Hop Stories. He was shooting a thing called Hip Hop Stories. And uh, I was uh, at the finale of the White Rapper show. And I was staying at a hotel and he wanted to shoot me. And I didn't want to do it. And a guy who I got started in his career, uh, DJ Cassidy, uh, convinced me that I should meet with him. And that's what it was. And I apologized. And I told him I blamed him for Scott's death and we talked about it and he shot the hip hop stories and never came out, but that's kind of where we made peace. Good business. You know what I'm saying? Good shit. Yeah. At the end of the day, I feel like uh, this violence is, is, is mostly based on, a lot of times, love, revenge, yeah. egos. egos. Jesus. Just a a lot of things that you learn, you get lessons from your parents. Your parents have said you, whoa, you're getting too big for your britches. Or you're you're stepping out of line. Mm -hmm. You and you start to think levelly the way that they're projecting onto you. Mm -hmm. Now as children, we, we we reject these things sometimes. But there's not a time that you don't get older and you look back and be like, you know what, they were right. Mm-hmm. Depending on the parents. And I'm in that. Depending on the parents. On Correct. The parents. Correct. And we need, we need some sort of representation. And we need to stop tearing down the good representations that we do have. Right. And I get, I could... I mean, but what, but what is like, but what is good representation, right? What does that mean? Like at the end of the day, what does that mean, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you ha- who, who is that good representation, right? Or what is that good representation? Believe what, it what or not. That, what does that representation the, even the, the look Cosby like? The Cosby show was probably a good representation. For but then Cosby wound up being a rapist. But then Cosby was inspired to. Yeah, but then Bill Cosby wound up. a lawyer? Yeah, but then that's television. When you turn off the television, Bill Cosby's an alleged rapist. Yeah. Look outside. Look outside. Look outside. I dare right. you to stand on any corner, anywhere. Everyone that's walking by, it's like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Zombies. Yep. This is the new television. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is the new representation. Absolutely. And for absolutely. kids, when we were kids, you, you remember that story about um, that, that, that kid that wanted to shoot Superman to prove that bullets bounce off of him? Yep. There's a million of those kids out here. Billions mm -hmm. of those kids. And they're looking at who they think Superman is. That's what they're doing. Right. So yeah, if, but I mean, if we can somehow get them to see, just you know, if you can make being smart trendy. You have to make it sexy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you can make it sexy again so to where we're story. not feeding these, these prisons and, and kind of continuing slavery quietly in privately owned prisons. Yeah, but like, let's, let's, take an event, let's take an example of intelligence, right? J. Cole. Okay. Doesn't own a car. Bikes everywhere. Lives in lives in on the on the you know what Hell's Whatever. Kitchen. Whatever. Every time I come into the city, he's in flip flops and jeans, walking to the bodega. Mm -hmm. Right. No security. Mm -hmm. Owns all of his original recordings. Mm -hmm. Everything. He's six seven though. <laughs> and no security thing. He's six seven. I mean, I mean yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you still can get you still can get checked. Right. Doesn't matter what you are. Right. No jewelry. No flash. Right. Has a plane nobody knows about, does what he has to do, married, quiet, stays home. Kendrick, smart, intelligent, bought one house, $535,000, made $170 million, lives in the same house, married the same woman since high school. Kids. Mm -hmm. Simple. Where are those stories being promoted? Where are those people promoted? Because the one thing, again, the one thing that I'm telling you Right? Mm -hmm. Spiritual principles. Defined principles before personalities. They are living a 12th tradition and they don't even know it. You cannot teach sense when somebody has sense. Because it's not our job to teach you how to be sensible when I'm worried about me being sensible. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the spiritual principle is I got to place my spiritual principles before personality. Right? Right. The one thing I love about recovery is you don't talk about recovery. It's about attraction, not promotion. Hmm. We always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Our show, our podcast, we don't ever talk about any of the isms. It's not about NA, GA, AA, OA. No, it's about recovery. Hmm. Why? Because I want you to understand the importance of where I was from, where I went, and how I got back. Mm -hmm. Now, how you deal with that is on you. If you want some numbers, I'll give you some numbers at the end of the show. But when you talk about sensibility, you don't get it from school. Why? Because the teachers are not only undervalued, they're underpaid. They're not and appreciated. Right. And hella overworked. And, and, you don't get it from an education because you don't get college education. Excuse me. not education. You don't get it from college education. Why? Because it's not a degree. It's a receipt. That's what you're getting from college. You're not right. getting a degree. You're getting a receipt. Right. You don't get it from middle school or high school. Why? Because they're training you to prepare for the receipt. Wow. So where is the sensibility stemming from? And that's a frustration. I'm, 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 that's for me. That's I'm a frustration part for me. I'm God, that's I'm gonna ask a weird question. I'm gonna ask a weird question. Who do you think is stronger, Teen Titans or the Justice League? Right. It's probably the Teen Titans because they got time to grow into the Justice League and they'll probably learn more. But if they went head to head, 
the Justice League would mop well, the floor well, with the team. Ab- absolutely. That's saying like that's like saying the best the best with LeBron when he was at, at high school beat the you know beat the Bulls. Right. Now, but when you decided at 27, <laughs> sounds you were crazy too now. old to rap. Yeah, sounds crazy. I think just that mentality, as far as you know, culturally what we were doing with music, how that influenced, how that like there were people who were becoming gods and earths across the world mm-hmm. off of something that was happening in New York City. Yep. But it was projected. Yeah. Once we stopped, once we started saying, oh, the voice of the youth is the valuable voice in that this was culture. A Huge mistake. The youth don't, they're not fully developed. Brain doesn't stop developing until it's 25. Huge mistake. So we don't have these older void. We don't have the Justice League in hip hop. Well, we do. Well, you, let me we tell you do. something. And it, it, to me, it's starting to change. Yeah, Yo, that, starting. Let me tell you something. That slap record with Conway, Buster, and, and Kane. You're welcome. Crazy. Yo, Kane. Kane bodied you're, both of them. You're welcome. And Bus, I love you. Bus, I love you. And Conway. Griselda, I love you. Yo, when that motherfucker said, you got Fetty Wap vision, (laughs) 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 you don't stand my own incognition, he said, yo, expect me to pass the mic, what do I look like, DJ Cassidy? Come on, stop it. Kane was in a fucking zone. But we took that, that voice of wisdom. He said, you know, the industry, whatever, said, no, the voice of wisdom, no. No, no, we don't need them. The, it's not that, that we don't need them; it's that we can't take advantage of no, them. No, but that's that's what that's what the industry said. The <laughs> culture is now demanding that those voices come back. Right. No, the industry. No, I disagree with you. Which the culture? Which part? Not the industry. The culture. That's Thank what you. I said. No, you didn't. Yes, the I industry. Did. No, I said. I said. Rewind the tape. I said Rewind the, the industry <laughs> is done away. The culture is now demanding that those voices come back. That is absolutely correct. That's what I said in the beginning. Now we're getting. But here's to the other. I didn't mean. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go no, ahead. please. No, please. I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you were. My, my only. I see. Due to shows like this, due to moments that we have with the OGs. Crooked Eye out here, body and everything moving with snow in his beard. Big Daddy Kane, murdering shit with, 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 the, with the 70s coat on. Jay-Z dropping 50 bars on records. At, at the age of 50 plus. You dig what I'm saying? We, we, have now, we have now gotten to the point where the sexy job is no longer in the hands of just the youth. It's not the voice of the youth solely. And we, ha- and we, ha- we now have a culture where what are we all like? Generation number four? Yeah, no, four five, five, like five, four or five, right? Five, going five, in, going into no, no five. Yeah, five. All five generations can legit be listening to the same artist. Listening is yes, but how do we support? The, the difference is, the youth will will support the artist in the way that is the most economically viable. We have not gotten to that level yet. Because we do not stream those artists at the same level that we are for Little Baby and a Baby. Cause they still playing CDs, man. They still, yo, and they, yeah, yeah. yo, I, I mean, yo, right I see, you know what I'm saying, like, yo, and, that, and, that's, and that's the whole thing. Like, I could, I could say the most flyest shit, 
I'm gonna get 9,000 streams, 10,000 streams, 20,000 mm -hmm. streams. That's not a business. Ooh, but you, but you but, might, and I'm okay, and I'm okay but, with but, that, but that's the difference. Right. See, and I'm gonna finish your right. thought. I'm okay with that because I don't need my music to sustain my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm okay with that too. So if a, if a guy like him comes up to me and goes, yo, that record, crazy. I don't even care if he knows a verse. Hmm. That he just listened to it is important. When I did my third bass album, drove Russell crazy. The most important thing for me was that every dude I grew up with in Redfern bought the record. That's hmm. all I gave a fuck about. Right. Shout out to Redfern Project. Far Rockaway, stand up. That's all I cared about. Mm -hmm. And one bad chick named Tabitha that bought it that broke my heart. <laughs> I don't want, in Ocean Village. Fuck that bitch. Pardon me. Sorry. <laughs> Broke my heart. Happy anyway, wife. Yo. Yeah. But anyway, but that was the point. The point was, that's all I cared about. Right. I cared about, I didn't, I didn't think about going around the world. Are you crazy? Right. That I would sell out an, the Oct Arena for two weeks straight in Japan? Mm -hmm. Kidding? Right. I wanted, I didn't get on a plane until I got in third base. Mm-hmm. I was never on a plane. My parents didn't have it like that. My father, even though he's on Wall Street, got meningitis going to a thing in Houston. He almost died. We mm -hmm. lost everything. The only thing we didn't lose was the house. I was on welfare from 8 to 16. Mm. So it wasn't about survival. It wasn't about, you know, this was my way out. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Just like everybody else was. But fast forward now, I make music because I love to. And your leisure. I don't need, but there's still artists that might. Sure. Right. But you and went through this. Heard. But you went through this process already as a youngin. A lot of these youngins out here right mm -hmm. now, they are going through the process. Right. They're not gonna understand what's coming later. Right. Right. So right now, what they're going to listen to and abide by right. is the little babies, the babies, yeah. all I mean, of these what, artists. What, what can we get these artists to work together? No, because their they're, they're yeah. objectives are different. That little Absolutely. baby record when he, when he did the, the you, I Can't Please record. You can say that. You can say that. Show me same way, same way that, that, that an artist might reach out to you and say, yo, I want you. Right. If there was more collaborations between the youth and the older generations, yeah. wisdom would be passed. There would you know, be a standard. Yeah. There would you be someone to, so, in the studio saying, yo. You know what somebody said to me recently? They said, why? Why are you selling the Nas catalog now? Why? It's because I have an opportunity to do something that is going to propel the next level. Right. I have artists that I want to sign. Whether they're the next, or the newest, or the latest. I have learned enough about the music business mm -hmm. that there's no longer the heightened level of risk that once was in making an investment. Right. I yeah. understand the business enough that when I hear something, I know how to monetize it. Mm -hmm. And I know how to effectively protect my asset and protect how that artist creates a life for themselves, mm -hmm. right? So when we talk about these artists and how they move and what they move in, at the end of the day, 
It's about providing a level of security for you and your family, right? My mother used to always say charity begins at home. That was one of her biggest things. And she was never a gregarious person. She was never a very philanthropic person because she was always like, Michael, charity begins at home. You got to take care of the front door mm-hmm. because you can't take care of anybody else unless you take care of yourself, right? What do they say when the plane's going down? Put dots and your mask on yourself. First. And then take care of it. Right. We are living in that state of being. Mm -hmm. How do we knock a man or a woman, an artist, who protects and takes care of their family first and foremost? I don't think that's what they're doing. How can you say that? Because that, again, I I said earlier, I think the objective is completely different. So so, so, So it's funny you talk about the objective being different. Do you know how many people ask me if I signed Bobby J from Rockaway? Because I put him on a record. I have nothing every- to do with him. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I respect him as an artist. I gave him a platform. Mm-hmm. That's it. How he manifests that platform is totally on him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a Vivo event. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do Yo! MTV Raps. I'm going to do this. He's going to roll with me. Right. I'm no in- I'm no, and it's not against him. Because I think he's incredible, but I'm not trying to sign him. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's not my lane. Now, with Bodie James, I'm going to ride with that dude until the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. There's other artists that I believe in, same thing. Mm-hmm. But with those artists, I'm not going to do records with them. Why? It's not my lane. Mm. They'll produce their music, they will make their, re- and I will help them build a career. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't have to make records with them. I don't have to say, oh, I'm going to sign you, but yo, I need these, I need these 16 bars. So, so I got to ask you, do you believe that this is the natural evolution of where artists are supposed to go? Becoming executives, becoming entrepreneurs in other fields or other areas? Absolutely. Yeah. T. Grizzy. I, I, shout out to T. Grizzy, bro. Detroit stand-up. Right. That dude makes more money playing video games. On Twitch and all that. Yep. Than he does making music. That's a fact. T Pain has made more money with his Twitch fan than he's made in music in four years. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the natural progression. Why shouldn't it be? Right. These guys have a multiverse of opportunity that we never had through the social media. Mm-hmm. Not only social media, but digital the technology, media. period. Technology, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. So, what, what did I say? It's not the strongest of us, the flexible. You don't think I'm gonna fucking eat off that plate? I'm not gonna eat as MC Search. I'm gonna eat as Michael Barron, entrepreneur. I'm gonna eat with my team at Team Munition. I'm gonna eat on 4MC. I'm gonna find ways and means that are separate from this artist, this MC that was so graciously given this opportunity, but utilize what I learned to benefit my family and others. Mm-hmm. Right. So yes, it's absolutely a natural progression. You would not be sitting here if there was not a natural progression. It's mm. true. Mm. And that's okay. You could still be a beast of an MC and still love this. I told you outside, when I took Nori on the road for Super Thug, I have, and I said it on Drink Champs, I've never seen, and I've taken everyone, he would do a morning show in front of the morning show, he would leave 
the studio and the operation manager program. Does he want to do morning radio? In front of the motherfuckers that just interviewed him. In front of the mother. How blatantly disrespectful is that? Or how incredibly <laughs> talented yeah, is Nori? For that to happen. Facts. It didn't happen once, bro. It didn't happen twice. Every time. I went on the road with this dude for three months. Mm. 60 stations. Every time. Mm. Black stations. Rhythmic. CHR. Every time. This is wow. a dude who doesn't like to use finite language. No. This is accurate every time. Does he want to do radio? Shh, I don't want to say anything in front of our morning show host, but does he want to? <laughs> mm. you, just, you know, there's, there's this abundance right now. Right. And this truly is. It's an abundance. I want to think of the right way to say this because I don't want to say it and be disrespectful. But if you're not in the music business today and sustaining a bare minimum of taking care of your family, mm -hmm. then you're not properly educated on the amount of opportunity that there is out here. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely zero reason that if you're not fully committed to understanding the depth of how to eat out here, mm -hmm. you, are, you are obviously not doing something right. Two words, fully committed. Fully committed, yeah. Or, they're un, or uneducated. They're not fully committed. Or well, uneducated. They're fully committed to being famous. Well, in the words of Cameron. And, 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 and fame itself is a way to eat off TikTok and a way to eat off Instagram. Totally. Right. But when, when when attention is the new currency, you're already eating if you're famous. And we said that outside, right? right? right. Thirsty, being thirsty is the new commerce. It's a new commerce. Mm -hmm. The thirstiest person wins. Mm -hmm. If I have the loudest vehicle, <laughs> if I have the loudest bicycle, right. if I have the funniest fall, I win. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Which... Again, I was bugging. I don't know if you guys know this, but I was bugging. Kim Kardashian has 360 million, 367 million followers on Instagram. It's one third of the American population. <laughs> 367 million followers. Hilarious. Hilarious. I just got into one third of the population. I just got into a conversation with someone about the amount of followers that Beyonce has. Mm -hmm. And then we, I told him now, go look at how many records she sold. Exactly. Supporters. Followers are not fans. Followers are not fans. Oh, of course not. not. No. One of the things, and I'm very proud of this. I'm going to be very honest. I'm very proud of this. As of the, of the recording of this, I have 54,000 followers <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> My attrition is 98%. So the authenticity of the people that listen to what I say is 98%. Mm -hmm. mm. I have not lost a follower in two years. That's, and and, that's, and that's, now that's I'm getting- That's better than having 200,000 200, followers. Of course not, of course. Yeah. And, and when, I, when I did the promotion on this single mm -hmm. with my 54,000 followers, 300,000 views, stream, whatever you want to call it, not actual streams. Views. I think, Whatever. 
people reacted positively to the record. Mm-hmm. And that's a testament to my father. Because mm. it was him that made me do the record. It's a testament to my mother. Because it was them that made me do the record. Mm-hmm. Right. And when Sony's now calling me going, when's the next single? I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't give a fuck about the next single. I'm fucking jealous. What are you talking about? I released a, I released a, a Hanukkah song called oh, Shine Bright. My. Right? Right. Shine Bright. Because Ebro... Fuck you, Ebro. I love you, but fuck you. <laughs> Ebro put it out there. It's like, oh, there's these great, all these great Jewish rappers. None of them did a great fucking Hanukkah record. I was like, fuck you. Challenge accepted. Right. This shit is a fucking bop. Right. Bop. Bop. Banger. Banger. <laughs> right, right. Banger. <laughs> we do this every year like clockwork, but my clockwork don't work exactly how your clockwork. Right. Mm. Mm. My mm. holiday will land on different years and months and times. You see, we're not the steady, steady 12, 25, but yo, we get it right. A nights, a lights, more nights to celebrate life. We finna shine bright. Buckle up, we about to party for a week though. <laughs> Fucking so hot, <laughs> the heat'll melt the snow. <laughs> Balling so hot, the heat'll melt the snow. Ayo, 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 you got a red cup filled up. Raise that up and say, L'chaim to life, life to climb to life. The lion of Mount Zion run rid his pride tonight. Mm. It's a vibe tonight. We a tribe tonight. A nights, we gonna shine bright. Mm. Oh, fire. Oh, fire. I see you. I see you. Might have to go listen to that. I see you. Yep. Might want to practice before the battle goes. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say something. Off the top of my head, I got you. It's okay. Off the top oh. of my head, I got oh, no, you. Oh, that's what, that's, what, that's what you want to do? Always. Always. Okay. Anybody Always. can do that. Okay. Yes, of course. Well, this conversation took a turn, didn't it? Yeah, now they Anyway. Getting back. Okay. Yes, sir. You had that response for one record. Right. That didn't make you feel like I should do this. No, it's not. You know what? It's funny you say that. Like, it's not that I should do this. It's, it's, it's what's the reason? Like, the, it, it's what's the reason, right? Your like, I, so, yeah, oh, it, I don't, I don't think I have influence. And I don't, and me and Tremaine talk about That's this all the time. No, it's modesty. It's that modesty. The truth is nobody cares. And it's okay that nobody cares. Do you understand? Like nobody cares. It's okay. I wrote a record. And this one I actually know I could spit it for you. It's called You Ain't Built Like Me. Mm-hmm. If I put out the next record, that's going to be the next one. Mm. Right? Right. I'm finna do what I need to do. I'm going to grab this bag, throw it in a rental, bring it to my jeweler. You told me to save more because I ain't living. I ain't got no reason to save more. I'm out for family. I ain't never out for self. I'm about these clams to keep on coming out these shelves. I see fake fans. They say, hey, ain't you DJ Search? One kid in Dallas, he called me MC Self. Mm. It's okay mm. to be OG, boy. There's a whole world I got to see, go, go see, boy. Mm. Why you standing on your motherfucking street, boy? I'm standing on my motherfucking Dean, boy. Mm. It ain't the strongest survives, it's the flexible. And there ain't nothing wrong with being sensible. That's some OG shit that I'm sending you. And one day you're going to have a YG that you can send this to. Mm. See, homeboy, you ain't built like me. Understand, playboy, you ain't built like me. You can have 10 bands in your left and right hand, and I'm looking at you, man, like, you ain't built like me. I'll say it louder. You ain't built like me. Mm-hmm. Homeboy, you ain't built like me. You have your own crew. Shit, what they gonna do? Tell it to your face, you ain't built, built like, like me. me. Mm. A lot of y'all looking strange up in the yard. 
wearing dresses, trying to act hard. Now, I'm not saying you can't be fashionable. I'm just saying, man, you can't be an asshole. Hey, why your daughter on that pole? Hey, why she ain't go to school? Hey, maybe you took that college dough? Hey, you gave it to that bitch up on the pole. Man, I'm just saying that shit's dumb. And maybe you ain't got no sense. Look, I'm just spinning a little game. So maybe your dollars make some sense. I got a team that I need to keep feeding so we can grab and try to get up to the throne. And when we get there, no one's just gonna sit there. We just gonna rep there and hold it for our own. My seeds go with his seeds, go with his seeds, and we throw out durweeds. Them bitches be acting thirsty. Mm-hmm. Throw out breezies who be needy and we all need a cool breeze. We grab a bag, head up to the hot seas. I'm in the Audis and the Saudis, hang with them kids, speaking Hebrew. But he'll get out and say shalom. They're laughing about them broke folks who got jokes about their people who ain't equal, so they starving trying to make it on their own. Mm. Yeah. See, playboy, you ain't built like me. I'm telling you, homeboy, you ain't built that big. That girl looking right next to you, homeboy, she ain't built like me. See, see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, 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 but the things that he's saying is like, it's like, Oh, you don't want to hear the third verse? The 444. <laughs> Drop the record. Drop the record. How about you? The, the, you want to spit the third verse? I, I think it's important. All right, let's go. Okay. I'm sitting with a backpack with a couple stacks in the back, a couple goons in the back. And if you react, I'm just going to snap and poof. You ain't there like that. How Davey's homeboy say that shit on his album? Like, oh, yeah. That dude is not like that. Mm. It's not box. It'll get broke like that. I ain't a dealer or a killer B. But I serve like that. But I got more bars in Bourbon Street. In fact, mm-hmm. you know what? I got more bars in prison doors. And if you listen, since I'm spitting, I got more bars in a prison with a thousand floors. Get it right, boy. This far rock kid got raps, boy. I ripped the rock in the name of Chinks, boy. Stack bundles, rest in peace, boy. From far rock to respawn, boy. Understand the boy is back, boy. Mm. I'm laid up in the sunshine. Where old Jews hide their moonshine. <laughs> I'm speaking Yiddish to my Spanish chick And she's glad we're on the same side So understand, playboy, you ain't built like me mm. Maybe in one day or more bricks You could build like me But until you get your eyesight to my eyes height you never be as fly as me Playboy, you ain't built like me Understand, playboy, you ain't built like me Matt, you can have 500 bands in your left and right hand And I'm looking like, man, you ain't built like me I'm built better, but and, yeah, but and, yeah. Yeah, 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 you might be built better <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So but, that's gonna be the, if, if I was gonna do, if I, if, but if, if that was gonna be, like, that's the record I would do. But this, but this is what I'm saying, like, like Jay Z, 444. Right. It's an important album. It's almost like, yo, he's, he's come to an elevated state where now it's like, all right, I know I told y'all all this shit. Yeah, but <laughs> let, me, let me just put, clear this up on what real life Yeah, but life he still is. puts records out for a purpose. They're promoted. They're promoted to radio. He's still making music as an artist for a purpose. No. When he, that, no. You're wrong. 444 no. had a billboard in Times Square. No. What do you mean no? No. The same way that you don't need it, he don't need it. That's absolutely cap. You think, you think Hov don't? He's putting out rec- If he didn't need it, he wouldn't promote it. No. You love it. You write four bars a day. Yeah, and ain't thinking about dropping nothing. Nope. What are you doing it for? Because I do it for me. But I'm you not promoting it. that on, on Times Square. But I need, I need you guys to realize the love that you have right. for this craft. Right. It's something that you need to follow that through is separate, on because people need to hear. But brother, this that's separate than what you're saying. You're saying one thing, 
but the commerce dictates another. If he was writing, just Jay was writing, and we were just all hanging out and he was spitting bars, and he never released another record, right? Mm -hmm. Then he did it for the love. He has a machine behind him. Jay-Z still is an important voice in the culture as an artist that is commercially viable. He has more Grammys than any recording artist in the history of the world. He's up over 170 million albums sold. He's in the top edict of artists, not rap artists, artists. Right. So he still puts out art for the sake of commerce. I'm not saying it's not important to him. The Khaled verse is incredible. Yes. Incredible. The cap table, incredible. Educating on commerce and economy, incredible. But it's different. It's different for me. I'm not saying for me versus him. If I drop this record tomorrow, yeah, I'll do a music video. Why? Because I like doing them. They're creative and they're fun, right? But I'm not spending $275,000 to go to Urban Radio with it. It's just not worth it for me. That's fine. That's fine. Have you seen the verses? You understand why lyrics are coming back? The verses was like an awakening. Oh, people still rap rap? Mm-hmm. Oh, these are still hits hits? Right. You dig what I'm saying? Of course. I was and there. And it kind of like showed people like, it, look, the, anytime those verses was going on, people just shifted. Yep. Mm -hmm. This Dude, is where our attention I was at, is. My, the one time I got my wife out of the house so to go to the Barclays for KRS and Big Daddy King. Weren't you there for that one? No, I was there for the Locks and Dead. Locks and Dead. Right, 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 right. I wish I could have been there. Yeah, I, but I this, wish I could have been but there. This, but this is what I'm saying. Okay, as far as like things that that, that still show, um, show that this music is important, and it's not necessarily a, now when you say a this young music, man's about, game, okay, as you. everybody would love to understand. believe that it is. I just want to understand what you were saying about that. Okay, the the what was it? Four hundred percent? Yeah, increase in streaming. Five, five hundred percent. Versus. Yeah, of course. No, it's an amazing. Listen, what the we talk about Nas, right? Right. When Nas performed at the Grammys, he had the largest increase of stream of any artist, including artists that won. Hmm. And it was an astronomical number. I think it was over. It was four digits type number. Right. Mm. Crazy. Right. Mm. The, you're absolutely right that there's an importance. I just for me. It's just for me. I just think that there are more important voices than mine, and that's okay. And what I do for me is because I want to say something that's important for me. Understood. However, you definitely have core fans mm -hmm. that are like, Oh, yeah. Search did what? He dropped the what? Yeah, and I love that, and I appreciate them for that. And I, it, I, I don't take that for granted for a moment, but I honestly also believe this. I think that because it's been 25 plus years since I dropped a single, I think it's people saying, damn, that's so dope. I think if I dropped another single, I'd be like, damn, he's trying too hard. Oh, good. And I think, no, it's true. Bro. I just think no, it's he, true. He's, he's still he's writing every single that. day. Who's hearing these rhymes? Who's hearing these rhymes that you write every day? Wait, hold on. How many streams you say you've done a year? Me personally, like MC Search or Third Base? Collectively. All uh, right. 
Yeah, I know, I know. It's like two, two hundred, yeah, two hundred million, something like that. That flies in the face of your point. But that no, but that's that's catalog. That's not new records. And doesn't matter. Still pushing what twenty plus, thirty plus years later. Yes. Once you're in the algorithm, is it going to pick up all that stuff? I just did. I just did. That instantly flies in the face of your point. Look, I I just need the guys that 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 have life a little bit more figured out. Mm-hmm. To say some shit that... To say something. But I don't think it's going to hit the people that you want it to hit. It, every every person it hits is know. no more No, person. of course. And that's true. That's true. I'm just basing it on the numbers that I'm seeing today. One more person is one more person. I'm not denying that. No one's saying that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to reach the masses to have an impact. Right. One of my favorite stories about my podcast is of all the people that reached out to us about breaking anonymity is a guy who said that he walks eight miles in the snow and it keeps him clean because he has to go from work to his meeting mm-hmm. and he listens to our podcast. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? And I don't ne- need anything more than that. And you never know who that guy. Of course. And then, the right. Influencing. Amen. And then, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. So and it's as, the same as long thing. as you still have the gift, I feel like the gift you should just I don't disagree with you. I don't I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that for me and also for my wife, it's not about it's not about chasing it. I guess that's the whole thing. It's not about chasing it. You don't have to chase it. It's like stock now. Right. Put it out. Mm-hmm. Check check back in two years. Yep. See what it does. I don't even think it's going to take cool. that long. Search, you know, you're still your father's son. You can still walk out the door with 500, come back with 500 and a refrigerator. Mm. Facts. I'm mm. just saying. Facts. Mm. Yep. Let's clap it up for that, man. Right. Let's clap it up for that. Yep. Businesses. That, what, what else? What else? You're dropping this new record. Yeah, I dropped a new record around here. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I, you know, the one thing I'm really proud of is this, you know, Joe's and Gloves. Um, I'm really proud of what we're building there. Um, we have another really cool product mm-hmm. that we started uh, last year called Portal, P-R-T-L. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love lo-fi. I love lo-fi music. Mm-hmm. I listen to it all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. I just feel like it's a little limiting because it's only hip-hop beats. So we started the first all-genre lo-fi com- company. Hmm. So we do country, EDM, alt-rock, bossa nova, reggaeton, reggae, yeah. all of it. So we have 20 albums. We just closed a deal with uh, Comcast Cable. So we have our lo-fi on there. And we just did a deal with um, Cox uh, Cable. Hmm. And we have five more companies, and we're with Music Choice. So that's cool. And the other thing that's really cool is artists like OT The Real just dropped a record on one of our beats. Dope. A girl named Blanca Lafino who signed a Pitbull just dropped something on, on those beats. Dope. Um, I do a lot of consulting, which I love, you know, working with um, new artists, new labels. Yeah. I have, you know, the vidsig.com. I just started a label, so I'm definitely going to be on Please, yeah. I'd love to help. Yeah. Um, you know, vidsig.com forward slash MC search if people want consultation. You know, I love doing that. I love love trying to help people kind of like i said there's two people in the world there's people that like to build chips and like to and like to drive them i like to build them um 
a lot of behind the scenes shit that's just really fun. Like it's fun for me, like identifying, like I, I started working with a company, uh, MSP Recovery in, in Miami, right. um, helping, you know, find and discover money for states that are owed um, Medicaid, money mm. from Medicaid. Mm. So, you know, working with the state of North Carolina, working with the state of South Carolina, New Jersey, New York, and identifying recovery for, you know, people that are owed money. Wow. Um, got some documentary projects in a way, you know, that we're working on, you know, just, just a lot of, just, I like to do a lot of things really well. Yeah. And that's, it's just, and that's the fun thing, you know what I'm saying? And, and I love doing this. I don't do these very often anymore. Right. You know What's what I'm saying? Birthday? I don't do it. May 6th. <laughs> May 6th. May 6th. Yeah. I don't know how I knew. You know, no, I know how I knew. I don't know how I knew. You know how I knew you told us? Because of how he responded when people were like, yo, you're influential. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not that influential. I'm like, he sounds like that. <laughs> Y'all gotta be the same side, yo. I need to practice what I preach. Listen, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for having me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad I called you because I'm a fan. Like, I'm a fan. I've watched every episode. And I'm a fan. And I just, like, I knew I was going to be in town. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to tell my story, I'd rather tell it here than anywhere else. So thank you. Thank you for this platform. Thank you no, for what you do. I want to thank you for your contribution. Thank you for the things that you're continuing to do. Thank you for showing the steps of evolution for an artist. But I'm going to ask you to, to do not stop being an artist. Don't stop. Somebody out there needs to know how to be fly at 50. Yeah. There ain't nothing dusty on me, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. MC Search! Yeah. This Smack rapper, only smack rapper that you know is smack rappers. Got bars, I can hang with the backpackers. Trap star, I don't hang with the backpackers. I'm in the hood with the work you heard. Making fiends leave earth, you heard. Got your baby mama thirst, you heard. Feel the flow, nigga, throw it in reverse. This the way you need to surf, you heard.